All right, it's time for another week of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, isn't it, buddy? Bow, 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 bow. Yes! Uh, so, <laughs> before we get started with the episode, you know the drill. We're going to tell you about the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, like our social media pages, where you can interact with us all week, every week. We're not doing anything else. You can find us on Facebook, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter, at You Can't Disappod. All kinds of ways to interact with us and do fun polls and whatever we feel like doing every week. Yeah, please send us your questions, thoughts, concerns, favorite moment from the episode, your MVP. Um, and you can send that over to our email at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. We also have something else pretty exciting coming up. On okay. February 1st, we are officially launching our Patreon. What? what? We're going to have a few different tiers that have goodies sprinkled out throughout them all, but we're going to do some pretty exciting stuff um, every week live for you guys, and we're going to get to interact even more with you, so we're super excited. Yeah, that's going to be a great way to support us and to help us take things farther while also providing you a lot of extra content. One of the touchstones of that is our new weekly live-streamed pre-podcast, You Can't Disappre Show, which every Thursday in January is streaming for free on our social media platforms. Those have been a lot of fun, and we hope you hang out with us on those. And starting in February, we hope you'll support us on Patreon and join us there for those live stream events and all kinds of exclusive podcasts. And yeah, so yeah we, we, we've been talking their ear off. Let's get into the episode of the podcast. Are you ready, Stephen? Away we go! <laughs> um... Um, I'm sorry. I've been told we need a little baby quarantine until the army gets here. Army. I know, right? The music's high. With a bit of rock music, everything's fine. Don't in the mood for that. And when you get the chance, you are the Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather Red and leather, also yellow, yellow leather. leather. Red leather and also yellow leather. That was really pretty. That was really nice. Well, thank you. Wow. Hi, everyone. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Another week. It's the first episode that's just the two of us of 2021. So far, yeah. everything we've done has been big. And now we're like back to, I don't know, it's back to the shack. Let's go back, back to the shack. There's your obscure that's Weezer reference for the week, and let's leave it to just the one. How are you, Steven? We're two weeks into 2021 now. How is it going for you? We are. It's actually, okay, I have had a better start to 2021 than others, good. but it's because I am determined to, to have make it a, good. Yeah. I am putting in maximum effort. I kind of feel the same way a little bit. I am gonna really try to uh get a grip on my mental health and try to get healthier and just make better choices and make more like not just do shit try to make more yeah uh, decisive choices in life of like what i want to do some small some really small stuff is like i i put all my money into bills and things and i never spend money on things that i want hence why my studio is so (laughs) bare bones that Joel McHale told me I looked like I had tuberculosis. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I, I really want to get some like gadgets just because I haven't bought myself anything in a long time. I really want to yeah. get an Oculus. 
really bad. Oh, I think you'd have a lot of fun with that. I think they look so cool, and there's so many cool-looking games. And they're relatively affordable, and the games are relatively affordable. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to get one. I also want to buy a, uh, like, high-level espresso machine for the house. Mm. Like an espresso machine that has a bean grinder and, like, a milk wand so I could just fully make lattes like I did at Starbucks. And I literally have... (laughs) I I applied for an Amazon credit card, and I have all of the things I would need for this, not commercial-grade espresso machine, but closest thing you can get in the house to it. All this stuff is in the cart, ready to go. Oh, it's ready to go. I love it. Yeah, I really want to start making stuff like that at home. I think that'd be awesome. And I'm just the same. I'm trying to manifest good stuff in 2021. Well, uh, I wanted to ask you on, yeah. on the subject of coffee because you okay. know a lot more about coffee than I do. And I still and... don't know as much as I would like. I worked for Starbucks for almost three years for people who wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I really took it seriously making the yeah. drink, so I learned a lot while I was there. But as far as if I buy an espresso machine, there are a lot of things about maintaining the machine and, mm. and calibrating it to get high-quality espresso out of it that I have no idea. Do you still go to Starbucks for for your coffee? Or do I'm you too nervous to go in there ever since I stopped working there. That's fair. Uh, where do I go for coffee? Is that what you're yeah. asking? Uh, we get coffee from the grocery store because we usually just want to spend a few bucks. But mm-hmm. there are a couple of really good local places. There, and to shout out to places in Anderson, Indiana, Jackrabbit Coffee. Shout out Jackrabbit Coffee has great yeah. coffee beans. And there's this new local market that has like all kinds of groceries that's all local, like meats and veggies, and they also have a cafe where they serve food that's really good called oh, that's Collective awesome. Roots, and they sell really good coffee too. That's really cool. But what, was that your question? We're just gonna yeah. have a low key chat about coffee? Well, because I really didn't drink a whole lot of coffee other than just like straight black coffee. Sure. Because when we used to hang out and go to Starbucks, I would always get a really fruity drink, and by yeah. that I literally mean I'd get the giant dragon fruit drink or like yeah. the really, Oh, they had like the strawberry lime refreshers, and I get them mixed and yeah, yeah, really yeah, yummy. That. But when I moved to Chicago and started having to be dancing full out at nine a.m., I started boost. drinking a lot of coffee. Sure. Yeah, and there's a Starbucks by the studio, and I frequented it quite a bit. Man, I, I, there's very little stopping me from from purchasing this espresso setup. <laughs> I could, I, I definitely know enough where I'd be able to make as good or better than Starbucks drinks. That's I have like amazing. ten flavors of syrup in the cart too, so I can like play around with different mm. things. I gotta do it. I think it'd be next yeah. level. Yeah, do it. Hey, hey, treat yourself. But it's a lot. It's a lot. It's I'm a sure. Lot. I can only imagine. <laughs> it's a lot. Let's do the show. Uh, shout Let's out to communities as always. They are great. Uh, we wouldn't have any of the followers that we have if we didn't mm-hmm. have them I, or i our, our reach wouldn't be literally worldwide if it wasn't without them i told you i got a really cool email today uh it's because the joel McHale episode just came out so a lot of people were listening to it i got yeah. i've gotten a couple of emails from things that are like hey your podcast is doing well uh come use our thing and which is really cool but mm-hmm. um, one of them was a guy who – or a, a, a service that just told me, like, where we were charting in different countries. Mm-hmm. And we're the number five TV podcast in Argentina. Woo! Well, but, hola, amigos in Argentina. Uh, <laughs> but think about that, though, because there are a lot of TV podcasts. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. There are five of them that are led by celebrities. Mm-hmm. And that's we're just crazy. one show that's two dudes that's about community. We're number like 88 in TV podcasts in America. Which is pretty freaking then, good. If you think about how many community podcasts there are that we know of and how many podcasts there are by celebrities, that's really good for yeah. less than a year in. 
not too bad for a couple of guys from anderson indiana yes uh my full address is oh we didn't introduce (laughs) ourselves uh and i was gonna do uh, i was gonna do a whole thing hi first hi i'm zach and i was bit 10 minutes ago but i feel fine and i'm gonna like slow the audio down to (laughs) nice nice. i like that thanks uh hi i'm steven and i don't need to know which dracula i am a sexy one that's for sure hey yo Welcome to the show. We're already getting into it. We're already chatting. We're here this week to talk about Season 2, Episode 6. We're right back at it. You know, now we're to the the trains chugging episode a Mm -hmm. week, get through Season 2. Epidemiology, the Halloween episode we're talking about this week. It was directed by Anthony Hemingway, and this is his only directing credit series. Oh, Son of Ernest? Yes, and he did really, really well. This episode looks great. Uh, yeah. It was written by Carrie Dornetto, who previously wrote Basic Genealogy, which I believe was my least favorite episode of season one. I think it was. And goes on in this season to write early 21st century romanticism and applied anthropology and culinary arts. And it originally mm. aired on October 28th, 2010, just a couple days before Old Hollow's Eve. Old Halloween Town. And this is... We've talked about this episode a little bit before. This mm-hmm. is the first episode that we've covered like this that we've talked about kind of before. So it felt like a, like a real comfortable pair of shoes that was real it broken was. in. Yeah. And it, it's a really fun episode. And I think it's cemented that, yes, this is in my Mount Rushmore of community episodes. It's so good. It's yeah. just so good. Yeah. So let's get into it with some trivia. Yes. It's a trivia. Uh, apparently, you have one more question than me this week. So I do. Like do I it? said, maximum effort in 2021. Zach. Nice. I, I had like a it. whole one question. That's, that's um, a big step, though. Maybe you'll it, know the social medias at the end of the episode this week. Let's not push it. Okay. I, I said the Twitter right in the live stream. I think that's that's about as much as we can ask for me today. Nice. Yes. Oh, well, okay. Well, no. Yeah, let's do a commercial then because let's talk about that at the top of the show. We're still yeah. doing all this stuff, getting ready to launch our Patreon on February 1st. We're doing our pre-show, You Can't Dis a Pre-Show, every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern. We just did the second one. It was a lot of fun. There will be two more in January that will be free on all our socials before we start the Patreon on February 1st with an all-day live stream that we're planning with yeah, friends I'm so excited and for games. That. And I'm thinking – I'm starting to think about all the stuff we'll do. I think we might have some, like, panel discussions about different community things with mm-hmm. other community peeps that want to hang out. Uh, I think it's good. I, I figured we should probably check out Six Seasons in a Game, the community paintball yeah. shoot 'em up game on Steam. I feel like we should probably play that. I think mm-hmm. it'll be a lot of fun, and that's how we're going to launch our Patreon. Uh, so s- keep on board, and please do consider supporting us starting in February on Patreon. Yeah. Have you been having mm-hmm. fun with the live streams? I have. I think that it's not only is it just so much fun to just like, I don't know. We, we kind of go through these talks every once in a while anyway, but it's nice yeah. to like, have them have some yeah and today it was really cool to like walk down memory lane because Mm -hmm. you know i think we've been there and for and with each other at a lot of pivotal moments in our adult lives (laughs) and us kind of transitioning into adults sure you know slowly but surely sure and it's really cool to And you say that like we don't have so much more to go i know know, yeah i even (laughs) think i see growth from when we started this podcast so oh yeah who knows what's gonna happen yeah it's it's cool it's cool to see and it's cool to, to be on this ride with you buddy well, fuck you. Uh, we're being way too nice so far today. I know. People need to know that this isn't a, a, a huggy podcast, you know? No, this is a... 
Just because Grab we're on a bit of an upward trajectory right now doesn't mean podcast. that I'm not disgusted every moment yeah. I have to spend with this man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the live streams have been really fun. And I told you right before we started this one that it gives me like butterflies in my stomach just a little bit right before we go live while I'm watching it count down, which is yeah, kind of it. a fun addition to the routine of doing this podcast. It makes me feel excited. It so is. Let's do it. some trivia. Give me let's your question. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. Yes. Who is the first person bitten? Pierce. In the episode. Wrong. No. Who is it? Starburns is bitten by Pierce. Well, but Pierce just got sick from the meat then? Or would he yeah. have been bit? Okay. Whatever. Wow. What is the, the show, Zach? Why don't you? Okay. Wow. 2021, huh? Now you're going to be mean to me. Yeah. I think well. it's very clear that I can dish it but not take it. So please <laughs> consider kindness. Now is the time for unity in our country. So please... Please stop. <laughs> now more than ever, we need to stand together as Americans. Okay, go ahead. That was our uh, impression of every Republican <laughs> lawmaker in the last seven days. My first question for you, what is the key phrase the dean reads off on the phone? Oh, um, echo, mm-hmm. tango, mm-hmm. x-ray. Yes. And the numbers are 339? No. No. Ah, 997, but you got nine, all the nine, words. Seven. That was a really yeah. solid effort. Thank I'm you. Proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Aww. 2021 wow. is the year of Steven. Maybe we can eat it on the podcast. This is your time. You know? It, this is my popular phase. Here we go. Yeah. Um, question How okay. long did Troy spend making his costume? Three hours? Is that what Jeff said? Three days. Hey, there we go. Fix that in post. <laughs> Good job, Zach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah three Good days job, that's a Zach. long time i'll, I'll fix that thing. in post and i'll also make it sound like it's my dad saying it. yeah <laughs> and then i'm gonna not even put it in the show just put it on like a keychain that every time yeah, I press i'm just the button, gonna listen it. to it in my headphones <laughs> while i sleep at night. <laughs> my next question for you my friend what line from his first ever appearance does chang reiterate in this episode you just got proved racist by the racist police nope. prover no what was it you bit. You bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. When he's giving his crazy man speech, he's like, you bit. And then in this one, he, you bit? You bit? <laughs> you bit? After they ask, has anyone been bit? Yeah. Nice. That was a good one. Um. Okay, question. What do we know about the whole milk the dean had on his shopping list? Not for drinking. It is not for drinking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. My last question for you. How much did Jeff spend on his suit? Oh, $6,000. Yeah. And that man didn't have an apartment at one point. He should not Yeah, that's a really expensive suit. But he's probably had, he probably is one of those guys that bought that suit early on, you Mm -hmm. know, trying to, uh, uh, like buying it, trying to project what he wants. And then now he's had the same suit for 12 years and resizes it and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a fun round of trivia, but let's see. I have one more. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, shit. Go oh, ahead. snap! Oh, snap! Oh, snap! When you come to the I don't know if I'm with you. London Bridge by Fergie from her solo debut album, Duchess. No? I had I owned that physical CD. I believe you. <laughs> um, I'm sure a lot of people did. Yeah, at least, least two. Um... <laughs> Who all do we see bite Troy? 
Oh, shoot. I would never curse, so I say shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, who do we all see by Troy? Annie? No. Britta? I'm trying to think of who else was who else was bit at the end. Not Jeff. Jeff <laughs> was being cool on his phone. I think Britta is the only one that I've got. It was Abed, Britta, and Shirley. Oh yeah, Abed like goes on his shoulder, like gnaws on. Yeah. Him. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Maybe 2021 is the year of Steven, so it has to be by proxy not the year of Zach. So yeah, on the pod in life, I'll try to do the best I can. But on podcast, mm, on podcast. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough year. Uphill everyone. battle. All right, okay, let's get into so that was trivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now let's uh, let's jump into the emails. Yes, um, I'm gonna read this one first. Um, it is from Peep Review, Peep Reviews um, on Twitter. I don't really have any questions. I just wanted to say hi. Well, hi, Peep Reviews. If you don't know, uh, Peep Reviews is a banging Twitter page where they review different peeps. Like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, not super active today. That's but... our girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hi, Lil. Um... <laughs> we'll see you in bed tonight. <laughs> Bring some towels. We'll already have been done. <laughs> what's next uh next we have an email um (laughs) hello uh (laughs) um this one is from math girl jk aka jennifer hi jennifer um she said too many favorite moments in this episode without rewatching from memory Ooh, impressive um, I also do the show every week from memory. Um, what? <laughs> he plans every word that he says. Uh, <laughs> and it does not show off. <laughs> not so great at the whole, like, webbing thing. Um, the cat bit. Is someone throwing it? Um, featuring Abed, Jeff, and Troy. I'm going to do this like so it's an like, award show. So, like, who says that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to um, do what? this like it's an award show. And I'm going to read these off, and then we're going to to pick the winner. Okay. 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 Um, our first nominee, the cat pit. The cat bit. I already f***ed it up. The cat bit. What is up with that cat? Is someone throwing it? Starring Abed, Jeff, and Troy. Next up, we have. With Shirley and Chang. And I'd be around for kind of that one. Next we have... That jacket is worth more than the island grown on, Chiquita MD. Chiquita MD. I like it. Starring Rich and Jeff. Yeah, go Rich! I love Rich, by the way. Mm. Um, <laughs> next we have... Stop it! Starring Troy and Abba. Um, next we have... 2% milk, eggs, deodorant, puppy chow, black light, whole milk, not for drinking. Okay. Cotton swab. It's officially a waking nightmare. Add Eat, Pray, Love soundtrack to workout mix. By ABBA. Just in general. Good song. Um, or maybe she, she means when, like, the music, when ABBA was playing and the then switching to the to-do list from the Dean. I think that's what she meant by that. Yes. Um, the next... Leonard, you better back that pumpkin ass up or I will make a pie. Shirley and Leonard. Love, love, love this episode from Jennifer Dash at Math Girl, 
JK. Oh, so those weren't questions. It was just a list of her favorite moments. Yeah. Thank you for that. I was very confused. But mm, I get yeah, we it will now. we will announce the, the the winner of the first ever Podsker uh at the end of the episode. Well that's, well, at least that's our good individual because winners. I listened to them all, I retained none of them, and I didn't <laughs> want to hear them again. So we'll pick that up later, slash probably forget about it. Who else do we have this week? All right, and we've got one Thank more, you, last but not least. Our uh, father who arts on Twitter, communities, hallowed be thy name. Hi, guys. This is a great episode, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you take about it. Okay. (laughs) You got it, pops. (laughs) Quick trivia questions. What compliment did Rich give Jeff in the study room? Nice. Nice. Oh, oh, nice. Uh, Vertical fold. Nice choice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Mm -hmm. was a weird scene. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What was Jeff's nickname for Britta in her costume? I don't know that one either. It's like not dinosaur. He called her like turtle lizard or turtle shell. We'll see. Okay. Iguana. Oh, dragon turtle. Dragon turtle. Dragon did they turtle. give you the answer, or did you know it? No, he he gave it to us. You've got to clarify that you're not giving an answer, that you're reading the answer. Sorry. I will not give you false credit. <laughs> no points where points aren't earned. But thank you guys for writing in. Make sure you get in your questions next week so that you can be featured, or get in your questions yes. for next week, before Thursday, the week that this airs. What's the next episode we're doing, Zach? Do you know off the top of your head? I did, but now I'm free. I know which episode it is, but the title, it's Aerodynamics of Gender. It's the Hillary Duff guest starring episode where Abed monitors all the bitches in school. And it's also the Trampoline Nazi episode. I'm so excited because I love Hillary Duff. We'll get into all that next week. But yes, Steven's mm-hmm. right. Send in your MVPs, your favorite funny moments, and your whatever else Steven said, because I think he nailed it that time. Hey, wow. Who would have thought? Um, but yeah, let's, uh, what, what'd you think about this episode overall, Zach? Well, we still got a couple things. I, 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 I like what you're trying to do here. I appreciate right? the effort. Right? It's not going unnoticed. No. And I, I welcome it. You can, yeah. I encourage it, but get it the f*** right. Yeah. <laughs> or else you, you're you out of here. The next thing. Oh boy. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Next, <sighs> next week, people will just see that all Steven has been stricken from every episode. <laughs> and it's just, you can't disappoint a podcast with Zach. <laughs> it's just with me like, having put an a empty period right after your name <laughs> with exclamation point by my name yeah uh so what yeah let's talk about our favorite funny moment first okay mm-hmm. and honestly okay. for me this episode is pretty laugh consistently through it mm-hmm. so i don't really have a big like set piece that was my favorite funny moment so the thing that stuck out to me out of hundreds of things in this episode was when they're all getting colder and getting rid of the virus and mm-hmm. Jeff goes from zombie Jeff on his phone back to regular Jeff on his phone. I think that's Joel a pretty McHale good one. pulled that off perfectly. What about you? Yeah. Uh, mine is going to go to the cat scene. I Oh, sure. It made me laugh hard as hell every sure. time. And I kind of had forgotten about that joke. And <laughs> is somebody throwing it? It's really funny. Yeah, fun fact about that bit. So Dan Harmon either wrote or was one of the writers on the animated film Monster House. I love Monster House. And I guess that cat throwing joke was something that Dan had been wanting to put into something for like 15 years. And <laughs> he tried to put it into Monster House and it, it didn't fly. 
And so he, <laughs> he felt really accomplished when he got it into community and it played so well. That's great. It is a funny bit. It's a funny joke. And now for one of my favorite uh, segments and a lot of people's favorite segments, we're going to find out, did Steven watch the episode this week? Okay. And I'm feeling before, confident. Before you start, I have to clarify myself from last time. Last time went awkwardly because Steven did pretty well and then decided it was over, but it wasn't over. The clock was still ticking and it affected his grade. However... I did an oopsie. I, <laughs> I, uh, it's usually 20 seconds, and I did 30 seconds. So I would like to retroactively change my B minus to a B in tandem wow, with you. your mother. So this week, we will have 20 seconds on the clock. Do you mm-hmm. feel prepared for this task? Do you think you'll get a higher grade this week? I, I think I can beat a B. Steven or not? You think you can beat a B? I think I can beat a B. Well, let's see it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, Go. Okay, so this week, it's Halloween. Everyone's got really cool costumes. Um, the Dean got some questionable stuff from the surplus store. Then they ate it, and they all become zombies because it's really radioactive. And then they start biting each other, but they find out that the zombies can be healed from, from brain damage if it's cold. So they, Troy is the last one left, and he's fighting through. He's like, oh, everybody's a zombie. Oh, everyone's been turned. And then he, then he turns it cold, and they all get it. But first, Stop. Shirley and Chase. Hmm. Okay, so you... Doing that showed me how much really is in this episode and how if you try to explain it, it doesn't make very much sense. Mm-hmm. I do think you should have said taco meat instead of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you had gotten Shirley and Chang in there, it would have helped. If mm-hmm. you had gotten uh, the thing with like Troy and Abed and Troy mm-hmm. being kind of embarrassed of Abed, that could have helped. I know. I yeah, really want to give you a – I really, I really do, but I think that's a C-plus from me this yeah. week. Yeah, not that terrible. was not. There was good no, stuff. No, I, I, I also realized how much stuff was in this episode once I yeah. started. And I was like, oh, I spent yeah. way too much time on the surplus store. But that was fun, right? Now, yeah. say what you were saying earlier. You're allowed. <clears throat> so, Zach, what did you think of this episode overall? You know, did you enjoy it? I love it. I love this episode. Like, everything about it works. Everything about it works. And we had a spirited conversation. I don't know if you were, I don't think you were there for the Halloween one. When it was us and all of the other podcasters, yeah, I. Uh, but I was, Dom, I was in that right. Were you, when Dom talked about how this episode doesn't really work for him because he doesn't think it's plausible, and I totally agree with it. This is one of those things where like, there's no way. This is just so unrealistic, and the explanations that they give for what's happening is pretty paper thin. But yeah. I don't care. I no, love every second of it, and it wouldn't work if it wasn't so funny and imaginative and well played out i don't know if it didn't do everything so well maybe i'd have an an issue with it but it's so funny it's almost actually a little scary in moments which makes it even funnier Mm -hmm. uh the abba soundtrack throughout it which i'm sure we'll talk about plenty is yeah is a stroke of genius and i don't have anything to say bad about this episode really no no not a thing i like all of it I think that you take this episode, like, take the ABBA stuff out of it, and it's a great episode. Mm -hmm. It's, like, one of the best. Mm -hmm. And then you add that little bit of it, and that's just what makes it community. Because it's like, what? But (laughs) every song, when he's walking in, and, like, you have, like, the opening chords to Mamma Mia, which are kind of, like, creepy and, like, kind of spooky sounding, and the door busts open, and it's Mamma Mia. (laughs) It works so well. And there are moments when the song effectively scores the scary stuff that's going on screen and is funny. It's it's perfection, Mm -hmm. almost. 
I I I uh, rank these episodes as we watch them, and at the end of the season, I'll give like my top five and bottom whatever yeah. of the season, like we did last time. But I'm also like ranking them according to the episodes from other seasons too. Mm-hmm. And uh, epidemiology out of all the episodes that we've watched so far is my number two. Wow, behind the poultry. Yes. Nice. I really like this episode. It would it would should... be my number. It would be my number one. It would pass you think uh, so? Interpretive Dance. Yeah. It's a great episode. It's a great it's hard episode. hard to argue it. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to talk about uh, MVP in the end of the episode because I cannot decide between two people. There are mm. two people that I can equally think of equally, that I think they equally deserve it, and I'll see if I can make up my mind as we talk through it. Yeah. Well, I'm it's excited. the year of Steven. Why don't you tell us how the episode starts? All right, so we come in and we see that Greendale is is decorated for Halloween. Lots of people run around in costumes coming in. And it's narrated by George Takei, which is very exciting if you've seen, you know, Star Trek or ever heard him read Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) He's just become one of those celebrities that, I don't know, one of those old people celebrities Mm -hmm. that become kind of viral. You know what I mean? He used to, like, there was a time when the internet was obsessed with him. Yeah, and I remember as a kid seeing him on Celebrity Apprentice and thinking he was hilarious because he was this old gay Asian man that was, like, awesome. He has this deep voice. Yeah, and it's great. So already we hear, like, Waterloo playing over the speakers. and Let's uh, talk about Abba for a second. Yeah, let's. We hear Waterloo here. I unabashedly... Mm-hmm. Love ABBA. Yeah, they're great. And there was a time, honestly, it was around the time the second Mamma Mia movie came out. And I don't love the Mamma Mia movies. I love ABBA's music, which makes me kind of like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I had a period where I got really into them and was listening to a lot of them. And they just have, and this is why I don't like Mamma Mia, they have this thing in their music that I love in music when it's bright and happy sounding, but if you look too close at the lyrics, they're pretty dark sometimes. Yeah. And that's why I don't like Mamma Mia so much because it's just so bright and happy when, to me, a lot of their music, if you listen closely to it, sounds like they're about abusive relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. And I used to do this thing a lot that I don't really do anymore where I would come up with ideas for musicals based around an artist's music. And I think- Ben Fold one still needs to happen. That was brilliant. Thanks. I think it would be fun, or not fun, but I think it would be good to do an ABBA one that's basically the anti-Mamma Mia that's about, like, a woman trying to get out of a bad, abusive, violent relationship. You call it Papa Pia. Because uh, a lot of their music, I think, backs that up. Mm-hmm. I don't know, the happy sad, which maybe kind of attributes to why it works here for, like, the happy scary. Yeah. What about yeah. you? I, I can't even I, list, I, like, favorite ABBA songs because I'll just end up listing, like, all, all the greatest them? hits and a few mm-hmm. not greatest hits. Yeah, I really like ABBA. I yeah. like the music quite a bit. Um, I have never seen the Mamma Mia movies. I've seen clips of the movies, like with the songs. I mean, songs. they're not terrible. Yeah, I'll watch they them. Just My are what dance they partner really yeah. likes them. Um, but ABBA just such great. And in the dancing world, I play a fair bit of ABBA music when I can because there's so much fun to dance to. But like you said, the happy side, like my favorite one is the Don't Go Changing. Yeah. Like I love that song. I think it's like just brilliantly written too. Like yeah notationally is really good but their like, music is so, so beautifully good. arranged there's always mm-hmm. so much to it 
Mm, I love yeah, that it's book. so the tracks are so full, like with the strings and like all the ah uh, ah uh, love love and Abba. the layered vocals since there's several vocalists. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. I, I I love Abba. So that makes this episode even a little bit better. Yep, we're eating taco meat. Uh, I really like both. I really like the costumes better in this episode than in the first season. Yeah, me too. I really like Jeff's soccer. He's being David Beckham. Yeah. Yeah. I really like his costume, and I really love Pierce's costume, too. And the way that most of these costumes kind of end up getting a a second meaning because the people become zombies, and then it's like a zombie version of that costume, I think, as always, and just the look of the Halloween party, the set department and the costuming, they knocked all of it out of the park. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And we finally get, you know, Chef Gaga. Yes. Dean Gaga, who, which is just one of the best Halloween costumes to ever exist on the show, in the world. Yeah, you regardless. know, the Dean has very much been becoming the Dean in these first six episodes of season two and a mm-hmm. little bit in the end of season one. But this is the moment where now he's the character, 100% the character that I love. Mm-hmm. Not With the costumes, with the flamboyance, I think the Dean in so many ways is hilarious in this episode. His demeanor while everything's going so wrong, how he's just, like, excited to be noticed is really, really fun. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, here, uh, what is it? Uh, Jeff and Pierce are talking about the taco meat, and then the dean reveals himself as he always just pops out of nowhere. (laughs) And Jeff immediately calls out what kind of sets off the plot that the taco meat that he got is surplus from a military store. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Which is funny. I Which, know. if anyone doesn't know what a military surplus store is, it's essentially when, like, your local National Guard or Army or something, I believe, has, like, too too much stuff, I guess. They sell it off in that store. And so you can go and get stuff for really cheap. So that's where you'd get some of your, like, MRE-type stuff, like your doomsday food for your yeah. bunker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, British shows up in her dinosaur costume, which is very, very funny. There's been the debate before of squirrel from season one or dinosaur from season two, and I still think I might be partial to uh, squirrel. I'd go squirrel. It's funny that she can't hold her drinks and stuff, but it's not an important enough part of the episode to make it beat squirrel. Yes. Uh, This is when we get the first bit that not only is the Halloween party just playing ABBA's greatest hits on shuffle, somehow interspersed between them are Dean Pelton's, uh, (laughs) uh, like... Like, grocery lists, but mostly just train of thought. Yeah. Which is also really, really funny, the times that they go back to that. He he rushes to the to the speaker to, to skip it before he starts talking about human centipede. <laughs> and then it's right up next for another Abba Bop. Water, well, I guess it's Waterloo again. Jeff calls Britta dragon turtle. That was that question. Uh, and Britta playfully talks to Jeff about how... You know, he puts all this effort into looking like he doesn't put any effort into himself when Britta very clearly doesn't care at all what she looks like Yeah, people think. <laughs> and I, I I, do think that's a pretty solid David Beckham costume. It's low effort. Yeah, it's but not bad. It's effective. Annie runs in, and this is really funny, a uh, recurring thing from the first season Halloween episode. <laughs> Once again, she rushes in because apparently she just told Shirley that she thought she was Miss Piggy, her costume. So she rushes in to tell everyone else in the group that Shirley is not Miss Piggy. So do not say <laughs> Miss Piggy. 
I don't know what she is, but it's not Miss Piggy. And then right behind her comes Shirley. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I really like Shirley in this episode. I do too. And she very much doesn't look that much like Miss Piggy other than the, the pink dress, I suppose. Yeah, and the wigs. Yeah. And, and I feel like if I saw her, it's a pretty – you know, I could see how someone would guess Miss Piggy, but You'd I would be think Glinda. For a curly tail. Yeah, you Glinda. You think? I was. I would think Glinda first of it's all. It's a little too generic to be Glinda. I think well, to know for sure. Someone holds her in very well. Is she Glinda or Galinda? Oh my God! Uh, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Unlimited. So Pierce starts to bull over. Now we're getting the first zombie transformation. I wonder if there was anything in making Pierce the first one to turn because they figured Chevy wouldn't be down to do a whole bunch of zombie movie stuff, so they wanted to get him out as soon as possible. He's in the rest of the episode a little bit, but he's not in it a ton. No. Do you think that might be what it is? I I would believe that. Planned out. Well, because he becomes it so much earlier than everyone else. Yes. You know? I mean, of course he would. Of course he would be patient zero. It makes sense. It does make sense. And he's probably excited he got to bite somebody, so. <laughs> so he starts falling over, and uh, I really like Jeff's line about, <laughs> hey, if you get any more sweaty and puffy, you're going to look like the real William Shatner. William Shatner's <laughs> come up on our show a few times. He we should get him does. on. Yes, William Shatner, do you want to come talk about community? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Talk about. But that'd be the same thing if we asked Chevy, too. Yeah. What? Community. What? You start on it for four years. Uh, Fletch? SNL? No. <laughs> Chevy. Go towards the light. Go towards the light. You ever seen National Lampoon? I really also do like – Chevy has a funny moment when Jeff makes the joke about him looking like a puffy William Shatner. <laughs> and like Pierce who's turning into a zombie and feeling really ill, he goes, oh, I don't get it. And he like pushes it away and walks away. <laughs> Someone says he's acting like that impression we do of him. Where's the black boy in the uniform? <laughs> and I really like Pierce's, uh, the way Chevy pulls off his, it's kind of like a Chevy Chase pratfall, you know, the way he it gets is. tangled up in the blinds and says, get away from me. It's you know, this fun. is something that Chevy does well, is pretending to fall over things. And yes. he's done it quite a bit in this show already. The drum yes. set being my highlight, but. Annie, feel, uh, I like the champagne glasses in the lawyer That's pretty episode. good. Annie is feeling bad for Pierce right after they all make fun of him because he looks like something seriously bad is happening. And this is kind of dumb, but a funny little bit where mm-hmm. they take Pierce to someone dressed like a doctor, but they're not actually a doctor. The guy kind of looks like Matt Smith. Do you know who that um, is? He was Doctor Who for a while. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He does look like uh, that But not from that angle. From the first angle, he kind mm-hmm. of looked like Matt Smith. But it's it's a funny turn of events because the guy who is dressed up like a doctor, of course, isn't a doctor. But the guy who is a doctor, the return of Rich, which you mentioned, it's it's a welcome return. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a banana, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Rich is such a great guy. He's weird in this episode. And yeah. there's the whole running thing of... He might be a serial killer, you know, like in the end of his first episode when his mom's like, your brother should have – you should have gotten killed on that roller coaster. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be him or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really look for that in this episode, but I feel like if I look a little bit deeper into some of his moments, it's probably there. Well, and and we'll talk about one later on that kind of hints that maybe he's not all that noble. Mm -hmm. Sure. Rich from Pottery Class, they introduce each other – 
they reintroduce each other, they they hug, and, and Rich starts to look at Pierce, who seems like he's really ill. It seems like he's getting worse. Uh, but Rich and Annie kind of flirt over him instead. And there's this really <laughs> funny moment of Pierce, who's turning into a zombie, grabs the like point of his banana penis or whatever. Yeah, I bet Chevy ad-libbed that one. Oh, you think? You don't think yeah. that was from the genius writers over at Community? I... You know, I really don't. <laughs> uh, it makes me think of when they're all making stuff with the banana. Yeah. And Abed's like, banana Sam Elliott, banana uh, King Tut. Banana mm-hmm. penis. Banana penis. <laughs> so now we get, uh, I think, Troy and Abed's friendship dynamic and what it goes through in this episode is phenomenal. And the it's way so that good. they do this first moment between them is probably my favorite of the whole thing between them, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abed sneaks out as the alien uh, when, like, through these black balloons <laughs> and pr- starts really playfully as a, as a Halloween monster, you know, like uh, harassing these women that are the type of women that perhaps Troy would be attracted to. Yeah. So because of this, Troy gets to come in in his costume, which is... Uh, like usually on TV shows when they try to make something that looks like the character made that themselves it looks way too good to actually be the case whereas this really looks like something that Troy could have spent a lot of time into Mm -hmm. and it looks pretty good but also kind of shitty still Yeah. so I thought the costume was great but Troy comes in and I also love how he's get away from those hotties (laughs) (laughs) and they have a really fake fight where they barely even touch each other and Troy expects that to be the type of thing that's going to get one of these <laughs> girls to be interested, one or both of these women to be interested in him. I really appreciate all his sound effects throughout the episode. Oh, yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> and I think his pickup line was good, too. He's like, now nah, you're safe. If that thing comes back, I'm going to need one or both of your phone numbers. And, okay, so this episode doesn't really try to do a lot of stuff there's not a lot of subtext you know last mm-hmm. week's episode was really experimental but there wasn't a lot of subtext this week's episode is you know honestly probably about the same amount of experimental yeah. as last week's but there's it, it's a silly romp it's 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 wild to me that these episodes are back to back, back. to back yeah, yeah that's season two of community yeah uh, a few episodes down is is uh, dungeons and dragons and the season two of Community is where it's at, and we are getting to where it's at, and it's, it's a lot of fun to be talking about Community right now. Totally. Uh, all of the best episodes are in season two. There are some standouts in the rest of the series, and I look really as forward to going through like seasons four, five, and six as I look forward going through the seasons that I know are amazing. You know. Yeah. But season two is just highlight after highlight. So no, Troy's uh, attempt to to check out these women didn't work at all, and. This sparks one of the only things really in this episode that does have a little bit of subtext, which Mm -hmm. is that Troy is suddenly embarrassed by the effort that he put into this costume, by his friendship with Abed. It's not making him attractive to these women. Yeah. I feel like it works, but I also feel like it's a little bit out of touch to the way Troy's been for a lot of the show because I think kind of like Abed, he probably – it's hard for me to see Troy actually then leaving with one of these girls. Is like that was mm-hmm. his, his his intention his all along. His end goal. Yeah. yeah, I feel like his idea is usually more the display that they do, and then yeah. whatever. 
So it, it feels a little false, but it is kind of nice to see tension between Troy and Abed. What do you think about it? Yeah, I like it. And I think that it tracks. I mean, I think it makes sense that Troy, you know, every once in a while probably gets a little reminder of kind of how easy it was for him in high school yeah. to do stuff and like that. And how far he's come from that. Yeah. And how much he's strayed from like the popular quarterback. Now he's spending three days making a costume of, yeah. you know, the gear that Ripley uses in yeah. Alien, you know? Yes. Apparently this costume, oh, a couple of things. Apparently this costume originally looked a lot more identical to what it did in the movie, and mm. they kept tearing off of it until it looked, like, unsuable. <laughs> nice. Uh, the other thing, I should have mentioned this earlier, the ABBA soundtrack in this wasn't the original idea. When really? they shot this episode, the I, like the entire shooting of this episode and writing, the idea was the episode would be the song Ghostbusters on a loop over and over oh and my over God. and over again. Which that would be, would funny. be funny, too. And I guess in editing, they just realized that that wasn't quite exactly what they wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. And I guess they tried a bunch of different stuff until they landed on ABBA, which is, of course, the it right decision. Out. It It makes the episode. Yeah. So Troy goes to Jeff for some advice, and Jeff... Doesn't do a ton in this episode, but he pretty much says, you know, what you just said. He he enables Troy to feel embarrassed about his mm-hmm. nerdiness. You know, he says, well, you spent all this time on this stupid costume, and I wore a $6,000 suit. <laughs> he says that he reminds girls less of taking their little brothers to Comic-Con, which, which, which that is one cuts funny. deep. That one, that one cuts a little deep. <laughs> We cut back to what's quickly becoming a ward of the people who are coming down with the sickness. Uh, more people are getting fevers. Uh, the Rich says that it might be food poisoning. But, but the dean's like, well, now what did I tell you to rule out food poisoning? Yes. But also <laughs> not to say the words out loud. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Another, uh, well, this is the first time we see someone bit. You're right. The first person bit is Starburns. And he, I really, really love Starburns as Captain Hook. It's pretty good. He's who wants to walk my plank. He's looking to get laid as Captain Hook tonight. Well, yeah, you know, Starburns, he's on a mission. And Pierce takes a big old bite out of him. <laughs> and uh, Chevy does sell it pretty well. Honestly, yeah. all of the zombie activity in this episode works better than it should, truly. It really does, doesn't it? They all yeah. really got into it. Yeah. And right as the theme song cuts in, uh, Rich says, okay, I can rule out food poisoning. <laughs> people are biting each other. Now we get, I don't think we got this in season one, we get a uh, cootie catcher that's Halloween themed yeah. for this episode. There's, you know, a vampire behind a, a gravestone for Joel McHale. There's, what, uh, a zombie with flowers. There's a robot letting bats out of it. That's not super mm-hmm. Halloween related. There's a mummy that's stabbed in the back. There's a little vampire girl. I like Donald's is like Jason, Jason cutting someone's head off. And then Ken Chong is aliens with uh, sombreros <laughs> on. Is it yeah. supposed to be like illegal aliens? Oh, maybe. And then Chevy's is a skeleton with titties. Yes. Which originally Chevy's cootie catcher picture in the theme song sequence was like a girl's boobs kind of. And they mm-hmm. thought it was too risque. So they changed it to whatever it is now. Yeah. And there's a little Halloween community thing. I think it's super cute. I love when they do stuff like this, the spider yeah. web on the desk. Really cute. Uh, uh, one of the ABBA songs that is my go-to examples of songs about abusive relationships, SOS starts playing. Mm-hmm. And over it, we get the first uh, racist prover thing from Chang. This I think is this is so really funny. funny. I think my favorite part of it is that 
Chang comes up to them, says, guess who I am? They both guess someone Asian. And he says, you've just been proved racist by the racist prover. But then he immediately goes to another group of people and says, guess what I am? His whole reason of being this costume was so he could go around doing this. And I think Absolutely, it's so Absolutely, because funny. if you see somebody who is Asian dressed as a yes. figure skater, and like, yes. who am I? You're going to guess Michelle Kwan and Christy Yamaguchi. Yes. It, it, it is a sweet... A little wholesome moment when Britta asks Jeff to hold up her drink for her because she can't mm-hmm. use her little dinosaur hands. <laughs> it's not even a shipper's moment, but I think it's a cute moment it's between cute. Jeff mm-hmm. and Britta. It's real cute. Uh, they're talking about the weird vibe at this party. You know, like it seems like one out of every five people is going through some stuff and they just yeah, kind of discuss something. that. Yeah, meanwhile, on some strong, strong substances. Meanwhile, I like the Brit- Britta's like, who's holding? Like, oh, I don't remember what she changes it to. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> she, wants, she wants some of what they're having. <laughs> yes. I'll take what they're having as well. There's <laughs> a moment where Abed's getting punched, and I think the punch looks so satisfying. It's got like yeah. dry ice or something pouring smoke really out cool. of it, which I thought was really cool. And now we get the moment where I uh, will never look at Donald Glover the same again. Because right? I know, obviously, Donald Glover now is muscular and attractive, but I. At this point, watching through Community, I never expected all that to be underneath Troy's sweaters. Yeah, he's he's surprisingly he's fit. jacked at this. He time. looks like a football player almost. Yeah. You know? he, oh well, yeah, sure. And now he's Dracula, which is literally uh, two things <laughs> of toilet paper around each a thing of toilet paper around each arm and a toilet cover seat around his head that says <laughs> Dracula. And they have that really funny interaction that's like, I don't need to know which Dracula or which. Yeah, Dracula. Dracula I am. I am. He might not even be a vampire Dracula, is what he's implying. <laughs> he's just someone named Dracula. It's pretty funny. And it makes Abed sad because they planned out this bit together. Abed feels like his costume is kind of stupid if he doesn't have his buddy doing the other half of it. And uh, uh, Troy was just kind of mean to him. Yeah, he was. You know, Troy is, is putting on that Troy the Wonder Boy persona again. Right. Where he acts all tough and is a little more boisterous with his, you know, movements and stuff. But it doesn't and feel unearned because he's no. done it before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, no, I'm, I'm going to go get these honeys. I'm I'm Dracula. And then he calls Abed a nerd, which was a little not yeah, nice. Yeah, and it's never fun to see Abed sad. It clearly no. affects him. Back in the uh, crisis unit, you know, this some of this feels weird to be covering in 2020, 2021 America alongside right? the pandemic, you know? Yeah. It's a little weird. Uh, Rich says that Starburns is getting worse faster than everyone else, that his, his fever is spiking. and He didn't even eat any of the taco meat. It's because Pierce bit him. I love the way that Starburns <laughs> delivers his, I didn't eat any, and my name is Alex. <laughs> he just wants to be called Alex. But like we've discussed before, he takes the, Starburns, the time to those. Yeah, they're a choice. Mm-hmm. What do you expect? Of yeah. course they're going to be noticed. Yeah. My name is Alex. And they, this is, all of this stuff is very silly and very unrealistic when Annie's mm-hmm. like, oh, they must have been transmitted through the bite. They're just setting up the zombie movie. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any real world sense, but I can let it slide because the episode's so much fun. Exactly. <laughs> Rich says Annie would make a little nurse. He's being really flirty with her, mm-hmm. but, but Annie's being a little flirty back, kind of. Don't yeah, you think? she is. They don't oh, really absolutely. do much with it. No, but, but they're they definitely flirting with flirty. each other. And then Starburns literally starts going in a zombie trance, like stammered walk. It's 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 
going off. It's it's high stakes. The, Everyone's the, turning into zombies. It has begun officially. This scene is great. The Dean yeah. talking on the phone to whoever, like from the army surplus store, and the one with the goofy label here. What goofy label. What do you? Classified Phoenix. If found, repeat key phrase. Echo Tango X Ray nine nine seven. Yeah, sounds delicious. Anyway, it looks like taco meat. And hello, Greenville Community College. Speaking. I love how uh, the guys like. <laughs> Greendale Community College, hello, this is so-and-so. I love the way that the dean goes, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's he's so funny. Jim Rash is so funny. Now we cut back to the party. Dancing Queen is playing. Uh, People are trying to guess who Shirley is, and this is where we get Zombie Leonard, which is one of my zombie highlights of the episode. Yeah, this was was almost my favorite moment. Yeah, yeah, they made him look scary, and he played into it, too. This really played off as a zombie movie moment. Leonard mm-hmm. Richard Erdman killed it. Yeah. Leonard growls, and, and Shirley's lying about, you better back that pumpkin ass up. <laughs> I'm a married woman, I, she says, but she's not. Doesn't she say no. that? She says, I'm a Christian woman. I'm a Christian woman. Okay. Jeff is in the same area as Rich for the first time in the episode, and they kind of make a little comment on their rift between each other, which is funny to see that. Uh, the yeah. continuity brought back up. They're talking about how people biting each other, it's making them act weird, they're getting sick, and they want to coordinate an evacuation for all the healthy people without making a big deal out of it. This is when it really <laughs> starts to pop off, when Troy and Abed walk up to uh, Leonard just going to town on someone's neck, and the yeah. way that Troy gets scared and yells, holy crap, Leonard's a zombie. And the look that Leonard gives back is really terrifying. It's really and they good. they run away. And this is when, uh, you know, the whole time of this episode, the ABBA music is pumping. But this is one of the sequences where it really starts to mesh with what's going on on yeah. screen. Where it becomes like a montage kind of. Everyone's being chased around by zombies and they're becoming more and more of them. And they're biting more and more people. And the Dean, this is one of my favorite moments in the episode when he closes <laughs> the first door to the outside and then he there's like a gate that goes over it and, and he locks them all in there. And the reactions from Jeff and the people inside and the conversation between them and the Dean, you know how Jeff's like, um, um, and yeah. the, the Dean says, little baby quarantine uh, until the <laughs> army gets here. They're like, the army? <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> It's really, really funny. This is one of the perfect, like absolutely perfect moments of this episode. It's so good. So now the study group, who are mostly still intact, are finding themselves locked in this room with a bunch of rabid zombies. Which, great job by like all the extras and everything, like playing yes. the zombies. Like it, it looks like a, like a zombie movie. Yes. And Chang walks in, seemingly not having seen much of what's been going on, <laughs> and asks the mob of zombies, hey, guess what I am? And I love the faces that he makes here afterwards when he, like, purses up his lips. And he's like, or don't. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> and now we get a nice little music set montage of the study group trying to get into the study room, just them, so they can close it up and block them away from the zombies. Yeah, it's Jeff really is doing an sequence. excellent job here. He, you know, hits somebody with the soccer ball, yes. knocks out a bee, throws yes. down a bookshelf. Yes, Rich he does. doing a nice job clearing some people out. 
Chang this is one of my favorite moments. Him out of it, and Chang's like, no, 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 and Jeff forces it open, and Chang while yelling, oh, let go god. of the door, you little bitch. That's yeah. <laughs> Chang's like, oh my god, thank god you're all right. So glad you made it. <laughs> they get everything closed. They save themselves from the horde of zombies. It seems for now everything's good. They could just wait out the six hours, and everything would be fine. Jeff asks if anyone had the chance to turn off the music, which they didn't. And before the commercial break, we get another list of things that the Dean needs to buy. Including the milk that's not for drinking. Add Eat, Pray, Love soundtrack to workout mix. (laughs) Afterwards, they're still uh, holed up in there. Jeff's on the phone trying to get through with whoever's coming to help them but can't get anywhere. (laughs) <laughs> there, we get the jokes here where Shirley thinks it's the end of days. Uh, Chang thinks it won't be because 2012 is going to be the end of days. <laughs> and Rich says, well, if this virus takes over the takes years to take over the world, it'd be about 2012. And then they start end of days, end of days. End of days. Do you remember the yeah, we had anxi- that somewhat anxiety around the 2012 Around thing? December 21st, 2012. I remember we had school and I was like, the night before, I was like, well, the world's probably not going to end. Did and you then, think about it a little bit, though? Yeah, but I figured if it's going to end, it's going to end, and, you know, I'm I'm around. I mean, we were still, I think we were It was like eighth grade. Freshmen. Oh, maybe I think it was freshmen. I think we, we were at we Highland. Were freshmen. And I think, I don't think I had a ton of real anxiety around it, but I remember thinking, well, what if? <laughs> yeah. And I kind of wish it had, because look where we're at now. Man... Might have been better just to restart all the way back then. On that night in 2012, I played at an open jam at the Paramount. Nice. And it was the the apocalypse day, so we did It's the End of the World as We Know It, and we did uh, Closing Time. Nice. Beautiful. Good times. That would be a great scene if the world did end. It would have been poetic. Everyone would be like, this is the last thing I see. <laughs> So, yeah, they all think it's the end of days, which, yeah, if a bunch of people were turning into zombies and biting each other, I would probably think that, too. Mm-hmm. Rich seems less uh, concerned with this because he calls out Jeff's vertical fold. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jeff takes it. Anything that Rich says is like an attack on him. And there's that really awkward shot of Rich, like, stroking his chin that feels <laughs> that feels really unreal. Yeah. Uh, Jeff is just coming at Rich, calls him Chiquita MD, but Rich takes it all on his chin and just says that he likes the thing that he's calling him. Troy says they should barricade the room more. Abed isn't too worried about it, but when he looks through the blinds, it's ravaged <laughs> zombies, and he's going to help. <laughs> Rich asks the group, this is the classic thing in the zombie movie, where he mm-hmm. says, now, before we all are really in here, if anyone's been bit, you should really tell us. And Chang does the, you bit, you bit, you bit. pointing up in people's face. And, of course, because it's a zombie movie, at least one of the people in this room have been bit and are hiding. Have to have been. Everyone starts barricading while Rich does exactly that. He pulls up his pants and looks at his bite on his ankle. Not cool, right? No, Rich is such a great guy other than this moment. He's fine. Rich is fine. He's no Vaughn. No, no, no. Not that he's not he's no Professor Whitman. Yeah, I I hold Vaughn. Vaughn is above just about everyone for me. Sure, I agree with you there. Hard to touch. Jeff makes a poorly timed Oscar joke about six hours. What are they doing hosting the Oscars? (laughs) 
And Rich makes it clear that he doesn't think these people have six hours. Uh, after three hours of this, they'll suffer brain damage, and after that, they're going to be dead. This is dead serious for a sitcom about a community college. All these people are going to die. Yeah. And then, of course, the Annie suggests if we turn the temperature down, everyone's fever will break and it'll kill the virus. Okay, President Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Except opposite. He said, just wait till it's sunshine. It's winter. You're all sad. When the sun is out, you'll be good. Your Donald Trump sounds a lot like Randy Newman. <laughs> They're different? Yes. I thought that Randy took a real bad turn. A real bad turn. It's a jungle out there. And, and because it's a zombie movie, Rich, the doctor, is like, you're right, turning the thermostat down might kill this virus. <laughs> uh, Choi and Abed take it as their chance to, or well, Abed wants them to take it as their mm. chance to fight like an aliens and, and to, to kill this thing, to take them down. But nobody else wants to do it. They're all scared. Uh, Annie doesn't want to hurt their classmates. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just all freaking out, like, you know, understandably out of a situation like this uh rich starts reading off all of the side effects and everyone's really scared of it and then he forgets the one symptom slurred speech and then he turns into a zombie (laughs) and everyone starts freaking out he thought he was special but so did britta she got bit 10 minutes ago and she's fine but then she turns into a zombie (laughs) <laughs> super funny as it builds up i love chang dressed as this female uh ice skater uh like hopping around clutching <laughs> his skirt and hiding behind jeff so funny jeff even has to make this about how he doesn't like rich you know he says i like you more now that's how much i hated you before <laughs> someone tries to take out one of their brains and very stupidly throws a chair through the window is it chang that does that i think well chang and had it, his skate maybe he threw that and it, yeah, you're right. And it busts the window open, and now all the zombies can come through. The first one we see is Garrett dressed like a hamster, and Chang starts yelling, A hamster! He's just afraid of the hamster. <laughs> Poor Annie's been taken through the window, so she's the, the second of the study group to fall. Cue up another bot. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Is That's a great a ABBA song. And I'm just for the first time noticing these paper lanterns that have jack-o'-lantern faces painted yeah, on Yeah, really nice, on right? The Those look pretty cool, too. This episode is so dark in a way that plays off really well. Um, and in a way that, like, seasons five and six of Community are just really dark There's all the dark, time for some yeah. reason. But it really works here. Mm-hmm. They're making their way through the crowd of zombies, uh, trying to push over or beat up anyone that they can. Shirley gets knocked over and Chang comes to her rescue and they end up hiding in a bathroom together. More on that later, I guess. (laughs) That's a weird plot twist that we'll get to. And also Troy, Abed, and Jeff end up together in a, I don't know, what would you describe that room that they end up in as? It's almost like a small, like, office or it's not quite a janitor's closet. It's like bigger than that. It's like a little... It's like a study room or something, like a tiny, like a single person study room. It, it looks like some type of maybe it used to be a classroom and now they just put stuff in it or something like yeah. that. I don't know. So Chang and Shirley are having a moment. Uh, uh, Shirley has a oh, so this is how I die is Miss Piggy. You know, she's selling herself short. She's like, baby, I am just Miss Piggy the whole time. And Chang recognizes who she really is, and Shirley recognizes who Chang really is. So Mm -hmm. that spurs a sexual feeling from Chang, and they uh, kiss each other, 
over not being racist or Chang kisses her and Shirley's just kind of like, <laughs> okay. She's like, I, I, I guess. The way Chang puckers, the way they both pucker, it looks very awkward. Yeah, And they go sure from a slight peck to going towards the ground to have sex mm-hmm. with each other. <laughs> Some Christian woman, right? Yeah, Shirley. Yeah. Wow. Meanwhile, Jeff and Troy and Abed have themselves locked in this basement is what they're saying it is. It's, it's a basement. And they're like fenced off areas. You know what it, this reminds me of really specifically that just got yeah. pulled way out of my brain? Uh-huh. Do you remember the movie Max Keeble's Big Move? Yeah! Wasn't there, like, a thing in the school where there was, like, a little fenced-in cage thing that they, like, locked the principal in yeah, or something like that? Yeah, those do not exist. Yeah, of course they don't exist. Like, I've seen, like, well, Maybe several... they do at certain schools. Maybe it's, like, a, a sports equipment holding that, facility. You know what? There thing. is exactly that in the auxiliary gym of our high school. There you go. But that's what it reminded me of, Max Keeble's Big Move. Nice. Uh, Abed brings up the the kind of tension between him and Troy, and mm-hmm. Troy just wants to push it away because they're all going to die, but Abed yeah. wants to get to the root of it because they might die. Abed's upset because Troy called him a nerd and kind of explains himself and says, that he, I don't know, it, it's just clear that Abed's been thinking really hard about this. Yeah. And that uh, he's like, what does being a nerd mean? Is that a bad thing? Is what we did nerdy? Is that a, you think that's a bad thing? And it, he's kind of spiraling about it. Troy just says something very Troy-like and says, oh, I don't know, because I'm not a nerd. So I'm yeah. not taking part in this conversation. Spurring Jeff to say, shh, nerds. <laughs> did you hear that? Which is really funny. And now we're getting to the cat bit. Yeah, this is so funny. Of course, Dan said that he wanted to do this because it seems like there's always in horror movies a cat. Yeah, there's like a jump scare, and you think it's gonna be the Guga who's threatening the slutty sorority teens. And it's always it's just a, a damn cat. cat the first time. It's like, where is there a cat from? Whose mm-hmm. cat is this? How did it get <laughs> in here? So they've uh, they've taken this a step further because it's not just darting across. It's like up at eye level, yeah. and it looks like it's being thrown across. <laughs> that one was actively going vertically. So if we're gonna take everything community gives us at face value. Like, okay, this virus is real. It, mm-hmm. They got it from this food. They're biting each other to transmit it. Uh, if, they, if they get cold enough, the fever will break. They've given us explanations for all this. Yeah. What's the story with the cat then if this is all real in-universe? I think is it's someone just a... throwing it? <laughs> I think it's, it's just a cat. It's leaping that crazy. high up. My cat can leap really high up like that, but it's not so much a leap across that mm-hmm. high up. It, she can leap up. I've seen videos of cats jumping, like, pretty impressively across things. That's funny. I didn't know you had a doctorate in cats. That's really funny. Well, I'm the best damn cat lawyer in the world. <laughs> I specialize in cat law. But yeah, it goes across several times, and someone just says, what is up with that cat? Is someone throwing it? <laughs> the more they move, the more the cat is angered and gets thrown around the place. And and uh, they're, they were talking on the commentary, Troy... Uh, uh, Donald Glover said that he thinks it's really funny how Jeff gets so worried about the cat that it detracts from the zombies. Yeah. That's like the new issue that he has to take care of for a while. He's like, we have to get it. <laughs> and they chase after the cat through this basement. And Abed's just trying to get them through the door that they need to get to to get to the thermostat to turn the, yeah. the temperature down and try to save everybody. Jeff's upset about that, says it's not time to... Pay, play pretend and and save the world it's time to break out which i guess i do get that mentality yeah i would be like let's get the hell out of here let's get the f- out of here yeah i'm not trying to stay in there and end up a zombie 
But at the same time, they do know a direct thing that they can do to help the people. Exactly. So what and, do and you Abed do in a situation like that? The heroic thing. You know, do you, do you do the heroic thing? And it, it's kind of like, you know, you're, the, the house is burning down. Your dog's in there. Do you mm-hmm. uh, maybe get burned up so you can go get the dog and maybe oh, both I of would. you end up or what? I would for the dog. I've talked about – Lily and I had this conversation literally the other day that if there was a fire, I would absolutely go farther than necessary because a cat would hide. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'd be scared. We couldn't just really grab her or let her outside because she'd run away. Mm-hmm. We'd have to get her into her like carrying her like travel case to take her to the vet and stuff. We'd have to get her in there or else she's gone. Yeah. Uh, and I would probably go to that length. I would know where that is, go grab it, try to get her into it. and Really? I don't know. See, I, I would just wrap and squeeze. But cats have claws and cats... Cats are different than dogs. They will yeah. get away from you. That will get you to put them down. They dislocate all their bones and scooch around. She literally does like compress and it's slip like, out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's like have you seen where a cat can like fit under a door? Oh yeah, they're they're yeah, it's, it's like nonsense. they're a liquid. Yeah, I've my cat. Okay, so my cat won't drink water out of a bowl. So we have to let her drink from the sink, and she likes to drink out of like our cups of water. And mm-hmm. I've seen her, like, I have a little bit of water in a cup, and yeah. she sticks her head so far down <laughs> that, like, her whole head and neck and almost to where her first paw, like, mm-hmm. legs are becomes cup-shaped, and she fills the whole cup, and it's really funny. It's outrageous. Anyway, back to zombies. There's a window. They're going to get out of the window, climb the fence, squeeze through it. They're going to get out of here. Jeff is going to go for the door because he doesn't want to dirty his suit. And because of that, he opens the door directly to a horde of zombies and gets taken down and bitten and zombified. And I love that this includes that somehow Rich got his jacket and that's <laughs> what he's most upset about. I love one of Joel's finest moments in this episode and probably one of the funnier Jeff moments I can think of on the top of my head yeah. is this, you're stretching it! You're stretching it! It's <laughs> really funny. The genuine panic in his eyes says it tremendously. Which is like, Jeff doesn't probably have $6,000 to blow on another jacket. Anything, you know, ever. So, yeah. <laughs> he goes to Greendale Community College. <laughs> That's probably how much their tuition is in a year. Yeah. So now Troy and Abed are trying to get away. And this area where they're at now, they're like climbing on top of shelving units. And it's very similar to Troy's last episode. Do you remember mm. at all? It's with the floor is lava. Yeah. And they end up in a situation like this, and there's a part where Abed, like, falls backwards off of one, like, mm-hmm. into lava. Do you remember this stuff? Yeah. It, it reminds me a lot of that, and I wonder totally. if this is the same setup that they used for that episode. Oh. I'm sure someone who knows community better could tell us. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really nice moment where they are really fighting to get to the window, and the zombies are getting closer, and, and are they going to make it, or are they going to get dragged back? We don't know, and it, it's really well choreographed and performed and shot yeah also i like that at this point now that he doesn't have the dracula thing anymore donald glover just looks like a chippendale dancer he's just shirtless (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's very gratuitous they knew what they were doing yeah it's like what they do with allison sometimes Mm -hmm. there's a moment here between you know they get behind the fence they're locked away from the zombies to to a degree uh, but maybe only one of them is going to make it out. Yeah. And Abed wants it to be Troy, so he, he can be the first black man to make it to the end. <laughs> and I don't know if I could promise you that I would do the same if we were in a situation like this. And I wouldn't expect you to do the same for me either. I think yeah. it would be every man for himself. I sure hope we both get out of there, but I'm getting the <laughs> f- out of there. 
That's yeah. fair. Do you That's agree, fair. or would you be like, no, you first, go ahead? I mean, I would probably, I could see myself going up there and then helping you get up and out. Sure, sure. But I don't think there would be any situation where either of us would be like, I'm going to do this and it might not. Yeah, I think we're both like, get me out of there. Mm -hmm. Nice knowing you. Yeah. The zombies are really raging towards the fence. They're going to get through at any second. Troy really impressively pulls himself out Mm -hmm. and swings, swings outside. And they get to have a moment that was improvised. They came up with this while they were uh, practicing the scene where they do the Han Leia. The uh, I love Choi, you, I know. It's so great. It's just, it's just a really funny reference, but it also is a satisfying cap on their small struggle they've been having with each other in this episode. Yeah, it where is. Where Choi says, Ovid, I love you. Ovid says, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and gets taken down by the zombies. It's insane. Choi screams no and cries <laughs> and leaves out the window. And now he's got to save everyone because his best friend is one of them too. Mm-hmm. Outside, <laughs> the Dean's just pacing around and, and Troy comes up to him, which which – uh, scares him because he thinks it might be an escape zombie. <laughs> it's so good because he's like, Troy, okay, be honest with me. Are you a zombie? Because I will Macy. <laughs> Troy says, you know, I'm going to get in there and turn the thermostat up and, and the dean says there's a chain of command which leads to Troy punching him in the stomach which him shirtless <laughs> punching the dean as Lady Gaga in the stomach is a really funny visual. And then kids, avert your eyes because there's yeah. some Takes the keys hot, with a hot, great hot. shot of Jim Rash's legs and some yeah. leggings. He doesn't look bad. No, it really he doesn't. He doesn't look bad. In fact, he looks upsettingly fine. Mm-hmm. How are you going to survive those zombies, the dean asks. And, and Troy now gets this really funny montage where he's going to save the day by being who he is, being proud of being <laughs> a nerd. And the dean says, better have a plan B. Because <laughs> it's not a movie. I mean, it's a show, but it's not a movie. You know, there's zombies in there yeah, that like, kill is- you. That's not how it works. <laughs> And I like how then the episode sets up this heroic montage to Mamma Mia of Troy saving the day, doing the robot noises in his costume again, <laughs> that shirt and costume really fast, uh, trying to trying to use the power of imagination to beat up all the zombies. And of course that doesn't work because there's 150 of them and <laughs> they take him down right away, break his costume into a bunch of pieces, and Troy... Get, has great reactions as he's being taken down by the zombies. <laughs> Donald always sells every facial expression that he does. It's so good. Yeah. Stop using your mouth, he says to one of them. <laughs> he makes it out alive, but without his costume, to zombie Annie, who Allison does a great job here. Troy punches <laughs> her in the face, and she like goes all around and then just starts walking forward again in a zombie <laughs> trance. I like how he turns around, Pierce, and then spanks him. <laughs> Beam this in up, your Scotty. face. They said that someone. I think the writer who was or director said that it was really hard to sell Chevy on letting Donald smack his slap butt. him in the butt. That he was like, "Why?" They'd be like, "It's just funny, Chevy. Do it." <laughs> I think Donald Glover does his best work of the series yet mm-hmm. in this sequence. Yeah, I would I disagree. think the way he pulls off the 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 choreography of the fighting motions, he yeah. makes it funny, the noises he makes, the way he sells all of his like little action movie catchphrases, I think he nails every second of it like to a T. I yeah. think it's his best moment yet. And he like has all these, you know, he's acknowledging the relationships with all these people that he has. Yeah, but he can't do it to Abed. 
No. You know, it's that it's there's always that moment in the zombie movie where it's like, oh, it's my daughter as a zombie. I could never mm-hmm. uh, hit my daughter's brain with a shovel, and then they do. You yeah, know? but and uh, Troy can't do that because because someone always yells, "It's not her anymore." And then, yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He can't do it, though, because it's Abed. But Abed starts biting him because he's a zombie, and so mm-hmm. does Britta and Shirley. Abed, Britta, and Shirley. That was your question, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was. And he slowly starts going down to the floor, dragging himself into zombiehood, trying to make it to that thermostat and turn it down before the virus takes hold of him. And this is such <laughs> a classic Jeff moment. The way that he's looking straight out into the distance, hitting his phone with like four fingers <laughs> in response to Troy calling him cool with a meh. Nah. <laughs> super funny. Joel absolutely knocks that out of the park. Friend of the show. Literally. Friend of the show, Joel McHale. Friend of the show, Joel McHale. He's our only multiple time guest. For now. Alex is For coming now. back in a couple weeks. Yeah. Listen, as of recording. Okay. So Troy makes it to the thermostat. He he gets up to it, but the virus is really taking hold. And it feels really weird to say stuff like the virus is taking hold. Because yeah. Because that's the nightmare that we live in right now. Uh, and he turns it all the way down or tries to because then he falls down to the floor. It's left unclear if it actually worked, which is mm-hmm. typical of a zombie movie. You know, yeah. the person saves the day as he's falling into being a zombie. And you're not sure if he did it or not, but he totally did. He totally did. But it does give us a this badass Troy and zombie – what? <laughs> Troy and Abed <laughs> zombie, uh, like, limp handshake. It's very funny. I love the shot of Annie reading a book still as a zombie and just <laughs> uh, limply flipping the pages. And we do see that, yes, the air conditioner has turned on and it worked. There was something in the air that night. The yes. star was right. Fernando. In the second Mamma Mia movie, Cher sings that song. Oh, I love Cher. You know Cher did a whole album where she sang all the songs mm-hmm. from Mamma Mia? And then she went on a tour where all she did was ABBA songs. Really? I would have When you're Cher, you that. can do whatever you want. She could decide Literally. that she was just going to sing the songs of Metallica and go on tour with I'd it. Go. And Yeah, exactly. Of course you would. It's Cher. You were the one who introduced me to Cher's Twitter page, which is one of the best things Very I've silly. ever seen in my life. Yeah. Very silly. It's all caps and emojis. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, F- your mother, Donald J. Trump, yeah! snake, heart, poop emoji. <laughs> Don't forget to buy my clothing line. Pineapple robot. Yep. There's, there's... <laughs> Come on, Cher. Come on the show. You know, oh, we know you're listening. Come on. You and Drew Seeley next week. Let's do it. Fernando starts playing, and I really like how... You know, obviously, I think the people making the show know that the whole idea of everyone turning into zombies is ridiculous. So mm-hmm. a believable way of turning them back to normal by the end of the episode is next to impossible to do in yeah. a way that works. So there's this really awkward uh, transition where we see all the people go from flesh-eating zombie to normal again. And it, I think these are really funny. Yeah. Especially the Jeff <laughs> Especially the Jeff one. one. Joel, Keel, Joel <laughs> knocks that moment out of the park. His face doesn't change at all. He just goes from mindlessly zombie texting to mindfully zombie texting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fernando's blowing through the screen. The Dean's still outside waiting for the army to show up, which they do. Uh, and it's funny that the army does show up and erases everyone's memory like they're about to after they had fixed everything. Yeah. Know? But it's probably good that all these people forget about this. Oh, definitely. The army comes in. 
and uh, they ask the dean if he is who he is, and he says, yes, wow, six hours on the dot, and they spray Practice him in, the, in each eye, which is weird that they spray him in each eye, but mm-hmm. with something that makes him forget everything. And they go inside, and they dose everybody, scenario B. Uh, the, <laughs> the army people like surge towards the building and spray all of the people inside and it's ridiculous and silly and that's mm-hmm. how we get out of this part of the episode yeah what do yeah. you think i'm fine with it. it it's about as much as they could have done it is to make it, is. it believable that they weren't like all freaking out now you'd think they'd be a little more weary about all the sure. bites on them but sure you know who now, cares? Abed and Troy are talking about it afterwards and saying stuff like, I don't remember it. Is it okay that I don't remember it? I heard Abed yeah. say something like that. And uh, Annie, they're just all kind of cleaning up after themselves. They all feel really hazy. They're not sure what happened to this party. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really classic line of the officer asking the dean, you don't remember anything past dressing up as Lady Gaga? <laughs> and he doesn't at all. That's gone. No. So now they all believe that someone roofied the entire party. Uh, which explains why they all forget everything, but doesn't explain why they all have, like you said, the bite marks and, yeah. the, and the clear injuries, but they're all willing to accept it, I guess. Troy and Abed still get a moment to show that the rift in their friendship has been repaired. They go to watch a movie. Abed suggests several genres, including a zombie movie. Abed, uh, Troy is kind of over zombie movies, so they decide to watch <laughs> Marmaduke together. Marmaduke? Have you seen Marmaduke? No. People have seen Marmaduke? Yeah. With Owen Wilson as Marmaduke? Yeah. No. <laughs> it was... You know what we should watch Fine. and do a review of for You Can't Disappear show? Yeah. There's soon to be a half-live-action, half-animated Tom and Jerry movie, which co-stars Ken Jeong. Please let us do so that. So let's watch it, and because yeah. it'll be streaming instead of in theaters. So let's watch it and do absolutely. A of it. I think that comes sounds out like a soon. plan. I love it. The episode fades out with uh, one last narration from George Takei. I kind of would have liked if the Takei narration was throughout a little bit more of the episode. Yeah, me too. Because it's kind of like it's funny that they do it, and the, the bit that they do here with him leaving a voicemail greeting for someone named Kevin is yeah. really funny. But it's almost like why did they need to do it? Yeah. Like, I kind of wish they had done it at least one or two more times throughout the episode. As is, it almost would have worked better in next season's Halloween episode when they're all telling, like, the scary stories. Yeah, for sure. But whatever. The Kevin thing at the end is very funny, and that's how this episode ends. Troy and Abed are going to watch a movie together. Uh, There's still police activity going on. It's a total mess at Greendale that they're all trying to clean up. And that's it. That's the end of this episode. A really solid... Uh, insanely well put together and structured episode. They they nail it out of the park. They nailed this homage out of the park. Yeah, this is probably my number number one or two episodes so far. So you well. like it more than so Paintball? Because I also like it more than Paintball. Yeah, I do. I think I the Paintball like episode paintball. works great, and they pulled they knocked that out of the park just as much mm-hmm. as they did this. But that was like a mishmash of a bunch of stuff, and this is like yeah. one thing that they just knocked out of the park, and it, it works as a good episode of the show. All the characters are well represented and have good moments as humans mm-hmm. and as zombies. There's just nothing wrong with it. Not crazy about the end tag. It's fine. Yeah, it's not my favorite. They didn't need to make it something that has anything to do with the episode. It's literally Troy gets a call. They just It feels like they had to do something to leave it up in the air whether anyone knew what happened or not. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Choi checks his voicemail, and there's one from Chang that kind of explains what's going on at the party, that they're all in fear for their lives, and that Chang and Shirley hooked up. I guess yeah. they needed this because Shirley gets pregnant, mm-hmm. late, and they think that it's Chang's baby, yeah. and they can't really do that if they don't remember it. So exactly. I guess that works, but... It's not the funniest. Tomato, potato, right? Mm-hmm. But that's how this episode ends. I do like that Troy, after receiving all this information, just says, why did he call me? Yeah. <laughs> and that's where this episode ends. So, yeah, a successful episode. Nothing negative to say about it. And honestly, sometimes it, doing this podcast, the episodes that are so good are the harder ones to podcast about. Yeah, they are. Because there's just... not a lot of discourse. We're just like, that was really fun. I enjoyed mm-hmm. every bit of it, and I did enjoy every bit of it, and I enjoyed every bit of talking about it, but I don't exactly have a lot to say. That's like a hot take. Yeah, Yeah, me neither. It's, it's a great episode. But going into the end here, who do you think is the best part of this great episode? Who's your Now, MVP? for me, I understand how there could be some discussion of a second, maybe even like a second and a half, third person, maybe. But for me, it's it's I, I want to give an honorable mention to the Dean for me, because I think he does a great job. It's hilarious. Okay. Probably... My second favorite Dean episode so far. What's the first? The season one finale. Really? I like this a lot better than him in that. And I like him in that one. Yeah. I think I laughed a little harder the Dean stuff in that one, but I love him in this episode too. It's, you know, neck and neck. But Troy is my MVP for this one through and through. I think he's just so funny throughout it all. And he, you know, he has a a growth arc or whatever you want to call it. And Mm -hmm. he's just perfect. Great, great performance. See, you exactly nailed the head on my dilemma because I do think in a lot of ways this is the Dean's episode. He's the reason behind all of it happening Mm -hmm. and the way that he deals with the government trying to put it all back together and that he's dressed up like Lady Gaga and the way that he's got that (laughs) childlike, curious, like, hi to everything that he does. You're like, I know, right? But then in the second half of the episode – it totally takes over as being Troy's episode. It all mm-hmm. of a sudden is a Troy episode without you even really realizing it. Even yeah. though they set it up in the beginning, all of a sudden he's the hero at the end. And that montage to Mama Mia as he's trying to use imagination to kill all the zombies, I do think is Troy's best moment in the series yet. So I mm-hmm. think I do have to go with you and also give it to Troy. Yeah, Troy Day. Woo-woo! To sidestep off of that, and this won't be tallied in any totals at the end of the season, who is the MVP zombie of the episode? Ah, for me, it's it's uh, Leonard. It's Leonard for me as well. There are a yeah. couple of good ones. Um, there are some good ones. Who a couple? Annie was a really good zombie. Annie Jeff was, was good. a really good Jeff zombie. Was Starburns was a really good zombie. Uh, but um, yeah, there's the guy who I also think no does contest. well, the pizza guy. Who's dressed like pizza? He's in the very beginning, and he also is one of the ones that takes down Jeff. He's a pretty solid mm. zombie. Pops up a couple times. That's true. And mm. you know what? Look at that. We're an hour and a half into this podcast, and we're reaching the end of it. Yeah, look at us. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, an hour and a half podcast is fine. It feels a little bit weird when the one before it was two and a half hours. Yeah, but it's because we did an hour before we did the episode in that one, and this one we got right exactly, to it. and that was fun, and this was fun. A brisk. A brisk episode of community to go through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next week is one I'm looking forward to going through because I don't remember liking the, like, bitches Hillary Duff plot line with Abed that much really at all. Mm -hmm. But I love the trampoline stuff. Mm. You remember the trampoline stuff, right? Not super well. I'll probably remember it when I watch it. I'm sure you will. There's definitely memes of it, so you might recognize a few images. But then I'll leave it at that because I want you to... Yeah, uh, there are going to be some of these episodes that aren't the 
Mount Rushmore possible episodes that you're not going to remember that well. So I think mm-hmm. it'll be good. So I'm looking forward to that. Make sure to send in your MVP, your uh, favorite funny moment, and your unanswered trivia questions to where, Stephen? Where do people send those things? Um, you can send those to our email at can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com you yes. can uh, dm us on twitter and make sure you follow us on twitter anyway because yes. that's where we make most of our announcements and interact the most but that is at you can't disappod mm-hmm. um and then we are also on instagram at you can't disappoint podcast yes we are great Shit. job buddy wait no no no. you said you can't disappoint podcast it's damn it i knew there was no podcast. you ah the you's but only you... on facebook yeah yeah and anyway before we wrap up this show, though, we're going to continue off of what we did last week and talk about the next of our tiers in our Patreon program Woo-hoo! starting February 1st. I'm really excited about that. I of am, Of course, too. I'm excited I'm to maybe excited. make a little bit of money off of the show and to upgrade my studio. I want to get – because I'm going to start doing things where I'll have people in here every now and then. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to get a little bit of furniture and a set and another microphone so, like, someone could sit on the farther wall on, like, a yeah. futon and have a microphone and I could sit over here and have a microphone. I'd like to turn this into, like, a actual, like, functional studio because that's all mm-hmm. this room is. But it's hard to dedicate money to stuff. So this week we're going to talk about the next level of our Patreon program. Last week we talked about the $5 a month, the the base level, and that's the Chicken Finger Crime Family. This week we're talking about our $10 per month option. It's the Save Garrett option. Some people think we've already saved Garrett, but I don't know. I think he could still There's use There's more help. to be done. You will get all of the things from the $5 per month patron offerings. Mm-hmm. You'll get all of that and some more stuff. The more stuff you'll get is... A handwritten community postcard upon sign-up. That'll be really fun. I have those coming soon in the mail. Really cute. A handwritten note. I'll kiss it with love and send it in the mail straight to you. Uh, For $10 a month, everyone who's a $10 patron will get a weekly shout-out on this very show. At the top of it, we'll we'll say, you know, brought to you by our $10 patrons, and then we'll list all the names, including you. So that'll be cool. Also... For $10 and up patrons, you'll get access to a once-monthly, patron-only, me and Steven Zoom chat, where not recorded, not live-streamed, we're just all going to hang out and chat, and we'll get to know some of you guys a little bit, and hang out. Maybe we'll play games together sometime, but I think we could just chat about movies, TV, life, uh, how much you guys like us. (laughs) Yeah, tell us. Anything. We're And then also, like, in the $5 per month option, you get an... Uh, one automatic entry into future giveaways that we do. $10 a month patrons get an automatic two entries into future giveaways. So that's cool. You'll get a chance to win some stuff without even having to do anything to enter the giveaway. And you'll also get the other $5 stuff like access to You Can't Dis a Pre-Show starting February, access to all of Steven and I's premium patron podcasts, access to Patreon-exclusive game nights and other live stream events, and early access to this podcast, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, whenever it is available. That's all the stuff you can get for five – or sorry, no, not five bucks a month, not that kind of value. Hey, That's yeah. all the stuff you can get for $10 a month, and that launches February 1st at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. And that's it for this week. We're going to get out of here. What do you have yet to say to the people? Um, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, yes. make sure you keep a, a, a unit of trusted people by you. You know, uh, make sure you, you practice. Do your zombie drills at home. 
And look, uh, with what we were talking about last week with what was going on in the world, we're not that many steps removed from a zombie apocalypse. Those we're really were not. Basically zombies, except they they had, I don't know, they should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't have that. The zombies have that Excuse, going for. yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's get out of here. It's been fun. We'll talk to you guys next week about the aerodynamics of gender. That'll be sure to be a fun conversation. And hang out with us Thursday on all our socials, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, for a fun few rounds of Among Us over at You Can't Disappree Show. Exactly. I'm super excited. Always as long as Zach doesn't bone on. me. Zach always bones me in Among Us. I probably will have to. I know. I'll have to. <laughs> From all of us over here, you can't disappoint a podcast. Uh, wait, why did I? That's not what I say. From inside the Dreamatorium, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. Black Lives Matter. Uh, don't eat army surplus taco beef. And I don't know. Listen to us next week. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Have a good week, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, note to self, don't forget to grab toothpaste, some Pokemon macaroni and cheese, uh, like three cases of Red Bull, 32 more anime figures, some cashews, not for eating, um, and a new Bedazzler. Okay, I think that's all.